In the words of Janet Jackson, can't let that petty attitude start to jade my point of view. And this is the Fat Man Chronicles. Welcome to episode 134 of the Fat Man Chronicles, FMC Run Chicago, Chapter 6. I'm Pete, and with me is my co-host Dave, and we are two middle-aged dads on a journey to conquer the 2022 Chicago Marathon. How you doing, buddy? Wonderful. How are you? I'm all right, man. It's been a week. It, you know what? It's been a week. It's been a great week, and it's been a uh, uh, life-altering week. And it's been a real, like I've had my ups and downs all week. So this is going to be, we might exceed the timeline on this one today. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No problem there. I mean, we've been getting even more really good feedback overall, just with the real talk. And, you know, as usual, people love my co-host way more than they like me. (laughs) So you're the, you're the head of the season. Um, you know, nobody even has said to me, you know, that they miss views from the couch. So, I mean, this is pretty big. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I'm having a blast. So, I'm getting some good feedback, too. I think what I hear the most is uh, people appreciate the honesty. And uh, today is going to get uh, way more honest and and open today. I'm not, I mean, you know what's going on. I'm not afraid to talk about it. But uh, I appreciate that. I, I yeah. You know, this may be... Uh, two middle-aged men go through a health crisis <laughs> more than running Chicago. But it's been a good week, a, a bad week, and I'm sure we'll hit all of it. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, the intro is on a journey, right? The tagline is on a journey to conquer the marathon, and that includes health, right? I mean, and for those of us in middle age and, and overweight, like that, that entails a lot of crap, and it might also be some you know, like a therapy session on a weekly basis. <laughs> it, I can only speak for me, but I mean, it seems uh, it's helping me uh, to focus. So yeah, and I've definitely turned a corner. Um, that's I'd say mature maturity wise or mature wise of uh, acceptance and realization and uh, accepting where I am in life, kind of thing in a good way, like. You know, I haven't been to a doctor in a long time, and you're kind of going back to the doctor and all that stuff uh, was my big kick in the butt to get back there. And uh, I think two years ago, if we were having this conversation, it would be much different than the one we'll probably have today. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll probably jump in here and give my recap first because I think that yours is going to is gonna take up a little bit more time and, you know, probably – you know, garner some questions, but I, for me, and if this helps anybody else, like what finally got me to go to the doctor and, and really just confront this stuff is the fact that not going doesn't change the diagnosis, right? Like whatever was wrong with me was still wrong, but I just didn't have a path to fix it. And sticking your head in the sand 
is only going to put you in an early grave when you have health problems the way that I did. So I'm not saying that that's everybody, but I know that there's a lot of us out there who just despise going to the doctor, to the dentist, to, to any kind of medical professional, unless we basically feel like we're at death's door or have a pain that we just can't handle. And that mm-hmm. doesn't change any underlying thing to, to, to not confront it. So that was kind of my impetus for going back. Um, so anyway, that's my two cents on that piece. So it's uh, when I say it's been a week, <laughs> Gretchen has been under the weather. And in this age of COVID, anytime you have any kind of, if you don't feel good, the world like stops. And it, at least for those in immediate proximity. So basically, no matter what was wrong with her, uh, you know, COVID symptoms basically run the gamut of everything, right? Yeah. So no matter what you feel, like it's basically like, oh, that, that could be COVID. So immediately it's isolation. Immediately it's following the guidelines. And that means that I have to take over, you know, basically all the household duties mm-hmm. uh, while she's isolated in in our room. And I'm not, this isn't, don't, don't break out the violins. I, I get it. <laughs> this is life. Everybody's been through this and much worse. I'm not feeling sorry for myself. I'm just saying that's what's been going on. Right. Yeah. And, and that's a lot to, a lot to deal with because like, there's no more. And I'm sure you don't want to get into a whole COVID soapbox thing, but you're, there's no, there's no more common cold or allergies. Like you really, the steps that you have to take are the steps you have to take just to ensure the people in your house or your friends or your family or whatever. And it's different. Like you can't, you can't just assume it's not. You have to err on the side of caution. Absolutely. So regardless of what any tests may or may not show for anything, it's a different kind of virus, right? It can spread without fever. Mm-hmm. So that was typically right growing up. It's like if you didn't have a fever, you basically went about your day. That was right? it. You're good. You're good to go. And that's not the way anymore. So uh, the the other issue is, right, it, it, there's guidelines that now um, stop other like stop your family from doing stuff so like it stopped Michaela from being able to go to her dance big dance uh, convention and contests right so mm-hmm. she wasn't able to compete with her team so that brought on tears not only that she was missing the convention but she thought she was letting her team down sure and she's not even seven right so explaining this is difficult and this is the world that she's going to remember as a young child and it's heartbreaking right um and sadly she may not remember the world that was before it right like for a long time in her life in brain's life who's who will be 13 soon is they will always get right every friday for however many year two years we get the self-symptom check reminder for school right right and if you have allergies whatever if you can check those things off you're staying home for a day or two. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, and to be clear, like we made choices here to 
follow guidelines, right? Like mm-hmm. we're just going to do the right thing. Uh, and you know, now it's past like the, the five days that the CDC now, you know, recommends. So, and thankfully, like out of all this, like the thankfully part is I didn't get sick. Michaela didn't get sick. We're good to go. Right. Yeah. Like, so we're, we're good from that perspective. And now we've hit that past the fifth day, um, today. So we're, we're kind of like, according to the CDC, more or less in the, in the clear mm-hmm. and, um, you know, no, regardless of what, whatever tests, uh, would come back. So that just threw a, a like just another challenge into the week where all the cooking, all the cleaning, all the laundry, all that stuff, right? Like that's normally split in some way fell on me. And I got to admit, dude, (laughs) I mentally maybe didn't handle it the best. And Mm -hmm. we ate out, you know, I got a lot of takeout this week, way more than I should have. Right. And, uh, I feel fortunate to not have gained weight, um, during that period because I did kind of just let things go a little bit. And it, what it taught me is that this is much more for me when it comes to my weight and my health, there are certain things. Yes. I need to continue to avoid as much as possible, but if you need to eat something, you know, watch the volume. Like this is a volume problem for me. Are you, are you able mentally to give yourself a break? Like, hey, this is there's a lot of extracurricular out of my control stuff and kind of forgive yourself or are you harder on yourself because you couldn't make maybe the the best choices on a normal week, but you made the best choices for that day or that situation? Normally and in the past, I beat myself up and then everything collapses Mm -hmm. this time. I told myself that do what you need to do and then come Monday, things are back to the way they need to be. And so far, so good. Like, I I mean, I woke up very hungry today, which is not normal, like normally not this hungry. Um, But I didn't want to stop my fast because I want to get back on track. So Mm -hmm. I won't eat until after we're done recording here. I I really think mentally I handled it better than I gave myself credit for. Good. Because at first I was thinking like, okay, the fact that, uh, well, I introduced my daughter to zingers (laughs) and you know, I think it's well established on the show that those are a weakness for me for whatever reason. And I had a zinger, right? But I had a zinger Mm -hmm. in the past. I would have just gone ahead and eaten whatever was left in the box and gone and gotten her another one. Right. So I feel like that in and of itself was good. The other piece of it, Dave, when I didn't eat what I should eat to make me feel good, not what I should eat only from a health perspective, right? Not from a like beat myself up perspective, but like I know it makes me feel good. So as an example, Michaela wanted, you know, a McDonald's cheeseburger, happy meal. That's her thing. Like that's her, her comfort food. Mm hmm. And she's had a rough weekend, right? So I went and got it for her and and I got uh, some chicken McNuggets to split between me and Gretchen. Delicious. I felt <laughs> like total crap, right? 
and yeah. it was a great reminder of, hey, you can cave, you and then get back on track, but you you just got to be willing to not feel good, right? And I and I had a run to do, so yeah. I'm like, oh man, what did I? What was I thinking having this before I go out for a run? <laughs> it was not my best choice, right? Yeah, so, should have went trail running, right? <laughs> well, that's what. Trail running, right? Like, I, that's maybe one reason why I'm struggling with trail running. Like, I don't eat anything and be able to go run. Like, I. Right. Well, then you could just go off the trail for five minutes and take care of business <laughs> and keep going. A little harder to do uh, on, the, on the streets of suburban Chicago. Yeah. 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 So, anyway, you know, it's, it, while it was tough, I feel like it was a good learning experience for me. I, I learned a lot about, like, kind of what I'm going to need going forward. Uh, and I had better coping mechanisms and maybe part of that was getting the training plan going. Right. Mm -hmm. So we're 31 weeks from Chicago now. <laughs> Crazy. And, and, uh, I've got my first couple of weeks, uh, from coach Hollyan and I talked about what it was last week and I completed all four runs. Excellent. Good I, for you. I did not walk during mm -hmm. any of the runs, including the long run of five miles. So great job. I haven't, thank you. I have not run five miles straight, probably three years. And that's probably, that's awesome. And that probably right there is a defining moment going forward in this process. I think so. And what's really interesting to me because, you know, I was so adamant about doing run walk. And I think for me, I was, it was much, well, it, this proves it, right. It was much more mental for me than physical. Mm -hmm. There are, there were times where it was physical early on when I started back, but then it, then it became a crutch and I was just basically running intervals. And so I wanted to change it. And, uh, the three, you know, it was tough. The second one with the, the second three miler with the two, the twenty second five by twenty uh, strides was tough. Mm -hmm. It was a just a tough run, and it showed highest heart rate of all my runs. Like it was just, it was it was tough, right? The five miler, it, I struggled a little bit at the very beginning, and then I got into an okay rhythm. But then I was like, man, I'm I'm really kind of hurting from about two and a half miles to three and a half miles. But I kept going and it was like a switch went off and mm -hmm. I remembered what this felt like in the past where I felt like, okay, well now I, I guess I'm warmed up. My body's moving and between three and a half and five, I felt great. And my fastest mile was my fifth mile where it still felt fairly easy for me. Um, and my, my uh, lowest heart rate of all the runs was that one. Like my average heart rate mm -hmm. was was the five miler. No, were you? Did you do that by feel, or were you looking for a pace goal? Uh, so it's mostly by feel, but it happens to fall into the pay, the easy pace that I have right now. Mm -hmm. So, uh, if you're not familiar with the Jack Daniels method, he's got a a range, He's got a number called V dot, right? So you get this V dot number, and then it gives you the paces that you probably fall into. Right. Uh, the easy pace for me 
and for most people it's super large like it's about a it's a minute or so it's like 1245 to 1345 give or take like i could look up the exact number but it's it's somewhere in that range or 1238 to 1344 something like that so i'm trying to run in there so on the five miler i averaged i think 1329 Mm -hmm. so i mean but that felt good it felt fairly easy and then looking on strava uh about 74% of the run was in the, the easy zone. So it, it kind of fell, and it probably the parts that weren't were where I hit a little hill sure. or the end where I did speed up because I felt good. Uh, and I didn't even realize I was speeding up. It just felt good. Because the, the McNuggets were coming. They did. The McNuggets, I felt <laughs> like, got pushed to the energy level. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and here you go. You better get home. So... Yeah, so I mean, it's it's a it's an interesting feeling getting back into it. You know, this week my plan is to uh, add back in the PT kind of stuff that I know I need to do to make sure my hips stay well uh, in good shape and glutes. I'm going to add strength training in and then do the runs, which is basically the same exact prescription this week for the runs, except mm-hmm. the long run goes from five miles to six. So, you know, I'm running like Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. Uh, and w- will you do like a three-week build and a one-week take it back mileage-wise? You know, that's that's a good question. I was, I thought about that question on my run uh, yesterday that I, I didn't ask Holly Ann what her philosophy is on that. Some are two and like two and then down uh especially during base building mm-hmm. uh, so it's a good question i mean my philosophy has always been three and then you know throttle back for a week uh, yeah except during base building so for about four to six weeks depending on what it is for base building i would do two weeks and then i would you know cut back, have a cutback week and not by a ton, right? Because there's not that many miles. I mean, this was 14, and, and the next week will be 15. In relative sense, it's not that much compared to what I will be doing, right? Right. It's a ton compared to what I have been doing. Yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. I haven't, I haven't fully run four days in a week in three years since marathon training. Oh, yeah. I probably haven't had a 14-mile month or 14-mile six months or 14-mile year. Yeah. Yeah. So that's great. Five miles. Yeah. I'm jealous. Yeah. Yeah. So like I said, you know, and you know, I, I am keeping an eye on the weight, uh, just as a metric though, I feel like I'm at a set point. Like I'm, I'm within a one pound range pretty much no matter what I do. So are you, I'm a, gonna, what, what's that? Go are you an everyday weigher or are you a once a weeker? You know, I'm a, I'm an everyday way uh-huh. weigher and Part of that is just to make sure that I don't, if I wait a week, I could gain 10 pounds. Yeah, I, I, I weigh, when, when I do weigh, and I'm going to have to get into uh, becoming friendly with the scale again, I'll do it every day. Yeah, I mean, I don't care what the scale says right now uh, that much. Like it's, it. I had one day where I was frustrated because I'm stuck. Like yeah. I'm at a, I'm at a plateau, I'm at a, I'm at a set point. So I know 
well, you know, the, the, the definition of insanity is keep doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results, right? Mm-hmm. So right now what I've decided to do is actually just accept the plateau because I'm starting to add in all this running, which changes the need for food, right? Mm-hmm. It changes the need for what I need to t- take in. And it also makes me ravenously hungry. Like I, after I got done with my run yesterday, I, I ran late because we had really big winds here yesterday. Like Yeah, we're getting them today. Yeah, like sustained 30-mile, 40-mile-an-hour winds. And I'm like, I'm not uh, – well, you never know what it's going to be on race day. You're right. I don't. I'll, I'll yeah. deal with that on race day. Like practicing <laughs> – I, I, I'm, I'm in my fifties. That's a mental thing. I, I don't need that. Right. Like, so I waited to go running, uh, until after Michaela's tennis lesson. So I got out there about four fifteen. So when mm-hmm. I was done running, you know, it's five thirty, and I went and got, uh, got us dinner out and it's one of our favorite ones. It comes from, uh, this place called Filipita. It's uh, chicken kebabs, grilled chicken kebabs with rice, hummus, you know, veggies. Mm-hmm. Uh, love it, right? So I ate my weight in that and then, <laughs> you know, said, well, uh, you know, I, I was expecting to get on the scale this morning and gained between running, which causes inflammation and all that food that I took in after the run. I'm like, well, I'll gain a little bit, but who cares, right? Mm-hmm. Nothing. Didn't awesome. Gain, right? So to me, that's a little bit of a victory. Uh, and it, it just helped me understand like, okay, you're really probably truly at a set point. Like your weight's going to stay about where it's at. And then you can make the, de- uh, so I'm going to make this decision to not worry about it for a few more weeks. Then I'll get yeah. back at, hey, what do I got to do to tweak this to start losing again? Uh, yeah, you, so. th- you, you, you definitely dive into that stuff much deeper than I do. Which is nice. Well, I it, it's more like like you're more in tune with it than yeah yeah than, yeah than 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 I am yeah. Well, which like is right why, now, dude, maintaining is a, is a victory. I got to watch uh, the hundred percent. It almost, sounds like you had a great I week. F-bombed. I almost f bombed. Right. Well, <laughs> considering all the other stuff going on with having to do everything around the house and and doing all like those pieces of it. I, I feel like this was a huge victory week, right? It was yeah, no, hundred percent tough week, but put good. a star on that board behind you. There you go. <laughs> I got a smiley face sticker from from Mister Dushkin. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> like <laughs> like Michaela, where she gets a little gold star and a good job and a smiley face from her teacher. <laughs> yeah, well, and you know, I gotta say. You know, my older kids, you know, I've been, you know, talking with them. They're not here, right? But they're super supportive and, and very kind. Uh, and Michaela's just easy. Like, I mean, there's some kids that are just easy. He, she's easy. So yeah. So I'm, I'm blessed that way, you know. But anyway, man, enough about me. Tell us <laughs> about you. What's been going on this week with you? Uh, it, it's It's been a week, and uh, I might... I haven't sworn yet on the show. This one might be the the slip, but I will say it, it's been a tale of two weeks. Um, 
I wanted to have some lab results for you, but they haven't come back yet. Like last week, we talked about how how quick they come back, and mine's been like five days. Wow. That yeah, is I crazy. I couldn't believe it because when Brain got his lab work for his normal yearly, we had them that night, so I haven't got them back. So we'll start with the good news. Is I um I did run this week. I had my three. Uh, for my little like pre-planned plan is I just had three runs. Um, they're a run-walk, which I have a lot of issues with. From the old me, the new me really enjoyed this week. And my first run, it was cold, it was windy, and I was a total, like my first run ever right like I have these stupid shorts that cover my knee and it really bothered me um I didn't I don't have any water bottles my phone I bought this like little Nike armband for my phone and it didn't fit my arm so I had it like wrenched on my arm and it was cutting off my brachial artery so my arm was killing me and then I had a I had to take that my phone out of that, and I threw the. I had to carry the stupid armband, and I had this little uh, running vest on that has a front chest pocket. So now my phone's in there. So my vest is all cattywampus, and I'm trying. I'm supposed to do this one minute interval, and I started my watch on the run program, not the interval program, and I didn't want to restart it. I don't know why. But I already started the run. So then I had to look at my watch every minute to see where I was. And I was laughing at myself because it literally was like I've never run before. And I'm trying to figure this out on the fly. But thankfully, it was only a 30-minute run walk. And um, it was windy and super cold. So, of course, now you have – I'm not acclimated to the cold. So now I have that, like – runner's lungs that you feel like you have pneumonia my second run was basically the same Uh, it's a one minute run two minute walk so my second run was a little bit better and uh like mentally and then my third run for the weekend was um a three mile like the other two were time this was an actual three mile run and uh, again, I didn't have a water bottle, and now it's 65 degrees. It's going to be 80 here today. So now I went from acclimating to the cold in an instant to acclimating to the heat in an instant. And uh, I really just picked a, a happy pace. It was probably pretty slow. And um, I did my three. I did 3.2 miles. And uh, I don't. I don't know what you do, but my. Uh, Warm up and cool down. I don't include in the mileage. So right. if I if I have to run three miles, I don't like I'll walk for five minutes before I start. I don't include that in my actual mileage. So uh, I didn't do my um, my two cross train programs that I was supposed to do, and uh, one of those the day just got away from me, and uh, the second one. Uh, was the day after I went to my cardiologist and uh, had that whole uh, disaster unfold. And uh, I had a pity party for myself, and I kind of had that day. I told Farica that um, she's like, aren't you going to do something today? And I'm like, no, I'm having a pity party for myself. 
today and uh, I'll get back on the horse uh, tomorrow and I and I did and uh, so overall like uh, running wise uh, it was a great week and I felt really good and uh, the my week coming up is going to be the same as last week and then the intervals change following that and I think uh, after that it goes into a uh, actual like running got it so, so I, I had before we dive into the into the the juicy part including your solo pity party because i'm pretty <laughs> sure your family didn't join you in that no um, uh so i have a i cannot run with an armband like it just doesn't work for me no matter which one i've ever bought right so i ended up buying recently a uh actually it was while we were in arizona i bought a nathan mm. uh, handheld bottle that has like the pouch in it for the phone and then it could probably hold, you know, I figure, uh, actually, I know it could because there's plenty of room in there still to hold like a few gels, like as I, mm-hmm. as I need those or some kind of fuel, right? Um, I actually like to use um, some other things too on the run. But uh, so I ended up getting one of those. Have you ever tried those? Like do the handhelds work for you? Have you ever tried one? Yeah, I've tried them, but I don't like them. I don't, I don't like holding things when I run because then... Like to me, you constantly got to shift back and forth and, you know, it kind of, it, I don't like having that one thing on in one arm constantly. So I actually have a, um, an orange mud backpack with the, um, I, I don't carry the bladder. Like I'll keep my phone and keys and wallet and stuff in there. So there's nothing in my pocket. And, um, I have, I can, I don't have any water bottles, but I can put the two soft um, water flasks in there or like a normal plastic bottle or a normal like um, uh, like night uh, nail gene bottle in there. And then yeah. if I needed to, I can put the bladder, but I always forget to empty the bladder. So I never really keep the bladder. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've got a, I've got a ultimate direction vest too um, that I'll use for longer runs for sure. Um, mm-hmm. These kind of shorter to mid range, though that's what I use. Is yeah, it's very interesting. Like because I had the same issue with as you, like at first with the handheld, like having to, like I felt like I had to grip it, but I don't. Like they've changed these things now where you don't have to grip it. It's literally just kind of sitting and like yeah. securely, right? Um, and I I tried a different one that had a soft flask right like the 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 softer flask Mm -hmm. and i I couldn't do it because the squishy bottle like yeah that just didn't work for me so this one's a solid bottle um and it just kind of sits but i do have to change it every once in a while to the other hand because Mm -hmm. it just kind of gets uncomfortable at, at some point right so for me it's about every three miles or so i gotta switch yeah, and I just like carrying this. I can carry a lot more stuff with me, and you know, it's neon green, and everyone thinks it's just, you know, a weight, uh, a weighted pack. And I'm, you know, some, well, in the old <laughs> days, I was like some CrossFitter or something doing a ruck, but it's really just carrying my crap, so nothing's in my pocket or anything. Right, right, right. All right. So pity party. What what did we do for our pity party? What 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 was happening for that? Who did uh, we invite? It was just me and the couch, 
And uh, uh, I had the dog a, uh, come over. No, the dog knew not to come by me that day. <laughs> if, if not even the dog will get near you, you know yeah. it's not good. Well, the dog is attached to Farica, but I, I probably, whatever senses the dog picks up on, he's just like, deal with what you need to deal with. I'll see you tomorrow. Right? You know, and I told Braden, um, I told him what was going on, and I'm just kind of pissed off and more, you know, upset with myself and uh Farica takes meds and I always give her a hard time that she's old and takes meds and you know I I don't have any problem with it I just didn't want to be there and long story short is I'm now here and uh so I just you know I just sat on my couch and felt sorry for myself you know I watch TV with Farica like we normally do and I just wasn't very talkative and she's you know she has, are you inside your head and uh, I said yeah I'm just beating myself up it's good I, I'll be fine I just need this uh, moment to reflect and get over myself and move on and uh, basically you know I, I we always talk about uh, that I had higher blood pressure and I check in in the morning and I check it at night and um, I was a fool it didn't think it was as bad as it was and uh, I'd done some certain things to try and make a change lower my salt all that kind of stuff and it made a change but it did in the big picture I was only seeing a small part right so we take our you have your resting heart rate when you wake up blah 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 it should be low and my resting heart rate is excellent it's in the uh lower 60s upper 50s it's not too bad and um so i've always checked my blood pressure in the morning and it was like 140s over 80s with some variance within those numbers sometimes it'd get up to 90 and the diastolic number the bottom number is the much more important number of the two and uh so i'm like eh, my, it's not too bad it's probably a little higher during the day but it's nothing alarming it's all good I'll keep making some changes. Long story short, I go to my, uh, it's a new cardiologist, so I've never been there before. And they were super nice in the office. And uh, first thing I got to do is get on the scale. And there's nothing worse or for me demoralizing than having another human being tell you you weigh 300 pounds. And I weighed 300 pounds, and it was like getting kicked in the chest by a horse. It took all the wind out of me. And at that moment, I knew this appointment was going to go in a much worse direction than I thought it was going to be, right? I've kidded myself for a long time. Uh, when I left the fire department, I had high blood pressure, and I weighed 308 pounds, and now three years later, I'm basically at the same point. So I, I did that. I went in the room. I did my 12 lead, and uh, my echocardiogram was fine. There was nothing like out of the ordinary or crazy about it, no new findings. And uh, then she took my blood pressure, and uh, she left the room, came back, 
and she told me what my blood pressure was. And I'm not embarrassed. Uh, I mean, it's, the truth is my blood pressure was 170 over 110, Ooh. which is not the worst I've seen, but that's pretty legit, pretty high. There's no, there's no gray area in that severe hypertension. So where did your mind go when, when she told you that? Um, like what, like what happened at that moment? I internally, I started to cry because I've been a paramedic for 20 years. There's, I know what that means. And uh, I have a, a app on my phone that I track all my blood pressures. So I'm like, ah, I got white coat fever. And the excuses start coming, right? I, I have white coat syndrome. Uh, you know, I take my blood pressures. Here you go. She's like, ah, whatever. Show it to the doctor when she comes into the room. And uh, Pete, I really thought they were sending me to the hospital, right? I didn't think they were going to let me. When she told me that, I didn't think she was going to let me out of the office. I thought for sure... And of course, I I, w- I, w- I would have went. I wouldn't have went if I if that. So I would have went to the hospital. I would not have gone by ambulance. Um, so then the doctor came in and I showed her my numbers. She's like, "You're kidding yourself." I'm so and so. Let's get to know each other. So um, we waited about you know fifteen twenty minutes. Had a great conversation. And uh, she took my blood pressure again, and it was 172 over 110. So uh, reality set in. I had that life moment with my uh, brand-new cardiologist. I have a new prescription. I put it in right away. I took the pill. I've been on, uh, uh, I think it's called uh, Benicar now for three days. My blood pressure is down. Like, it's not fixed, but... You know, it's the reality of, hey, I'm 51, um, 300 pounds, and I now have hypertension medication. I cannot say that I don't have an issue. I have a legitimate issue that if I don't take care of it now, then the decks, you know, the deck, the uh, card house is going to fall down, right? So, like, my... Um, maternal grandfather died of a heart attack when he was 32 and my paternal grandfather died of a heart attack when he was 64 right i'm 51 so if you average those two numbers out days tickers you know theoretically it you know isn't supposed to be that good uh so i have three um not like emergent tests coming up but i have um some more advanced uh, like uh, echo and uh, stress test, like um, uh, with imaging, which yeah. you don't do on a treadmill anymore. I'm doing a more uh, advanced one, um, which shows a lot less shadowing. So I just lie in an MRI table and they do a uh, chemical stress test with the imaging. So she's not, she didn't have any concern about my heart itself. I just, I'm hypertensive and she wants to get a better picture and baseline of where that's at because of my family history. And knock on wood, she loved the fact that we are doing this marathon. Um, She asked me if I ran before and I told her I've done nine marathons and, you know, like I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel. And she thought it was a great goal. 
but uh, to be smart and let's get, you know, all this information out now so that we can get you through this healthy and safely. So the, that hypertension leads to these other tests. The heart looks good so far. So what do those other things measure? Things like plaque and... Yeah, like I've had, um, there's something called a coronary uh, artery scan, which I've had before, which looks for advanced stage plaque in your heart. And uh, I had a zero, which means no, no risk. So she really just, in our conversations, she asked me what I wanted out of today. And I said, I'd like to take another stress test. I'd like to take another echo. And based on me wanting to do that and being in a more proactive, uh, like modern doctor, then she's like, well, let's go for the more advanced testing and get a better picture, especially at my weight. The, um, the, the stress test with imaging can show a lot of shadowing so you don't get as clear of a picture. So uh, it was good. No, I was just going to say it's probably great timing given that you're starting this training, right? Just to make yeah. sure all that stuff is good uh, because training at any weight is difficult. Training at yeah. 300 pounds is very difficult, right? So, so you want to make sure all the other stuff is good. Yeah. And, my, and I, I, I picked very deliberate paces where I felt comfortable. And of course now, like I'm all in my head that, you know, my heart attack is coming and I'm making myself nuts. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's just how I'm going. So I'm doing my three mile and I've always told Farica the route that I'm taking and how long it should take. And now I'm more adamant. Hey, you know where I'm going. This is how long it should take. And I just like chose a super, I'm not like power walking through it. And um, I picked a really easy pace to run that I could converse if I needed to. My heart rate's on my watch. So uh, I was staying in the one, uh, 140s, 150s range. was not too stressful. Um, I run by my house so I know where the really hard hills are. And those I just, if they happen to fall within my one minute run, I would just walk that hill. And then if I had any time left, I would run you know, the other way. So I'm not looking to, you know, right now I'm not trying to push myself past anything that, uh, could, could, um, make anything worse kind of thing. And she was like, she was adamant that she had no concerns about me doing this now. That's great. I mean, that part's really good, right? Yeah. So I, I was thankful for that. And I really had, um, I don't, for me, I'm not like a big crier. I cried at my wedding and um, there's only a couple times and I can't even remember. Farrakhan can tell you like the three or four times that she saw me like legit cry. When you watch Brian's song? You know, I've never seen that movie. Are you kidding? Yeah, I know. If you don't cry during Brian's song, there's something wrong with you. Look, I, I mean, there's a difference between, like, I cry at Rudy at the end, but it's not like a sad, it's like, you know, it's Rudy. How do you not tear up when they're carrying them across the, the field, you know what I mean? I feel like so, it should be an assignment, though, that you watch Brian's song. How are you a, a, a Chicagoan 
And you know, and my dad I knew. Brian's song. I I I'll watch it for you because my dad knew was friends with Gail Sears, so I totally should w- have watched that movie. I mean, it's just super moving. Brian Piccolo is Gail Sears. I mean, just always going to be one of my heroes. I mean, just a great guy. Yeah. Um. So anyway, I I digress. <laughs> that's okay. So then, that's the cardiologist. So then, you, did you go to your primary too? Well, uh, the cardiologist. You know what else I got? I don't know how this happened, Pete. But they changed the colonoscopy age to like 45 now. Yeah. Right? So now I have a stupid colonoscopy appointment that I got leaving my cardiologist's office because she made me feel so bad. So now I got that coming. And my, I live, I live in uh, just outside Baltimore and my primary care physician is in dc and i hate it's like an hour drive there and i hate driving there so my new cardiologist brother is a uh internist whose office is across the street from hers so i called to uh, schedule an appointment with him so i'm waiting for that call back so i'll check that one off so and now i'm just waiting for blood work so they drew the blood there then yeah yeah i got uh she did a metabolic panel for me an advanced cardiac panel uh an a1c and i fuck oh, see there it is um there <laughs> uh sorry uh I, i'm most interested to see what the a1c says yeah yeah i i definitely am with you on that um I'm curious for yourself, like what all that stuff says, the lipid panels, the A1C. I mean, it's because I think if you look at it the same way as you kind of have the heart, like it's a baseline, that's not a bad thing to have, right? Yeah, no, and and now, like, I'm glad it happened. My view on medicine is totally reversed, right? Like... 170 over 110, I'm going to say I was pretty sick and was clueless about it. And now, overnight, I don't have to, I'm not stroking out tomorrow because my pressure is so high, right? So it was, I'm thankful that I went. I'm thankful that I'm smart enough now at 51 that I found a doctor who was, had an open conversation with me gave me the medicine and I'm not, uh, I have no issues taking it. I have to make some drastic changes and the information I get from the rest of the tests are only going to help me better myself based on current knowledge, not my machismo attitude that I'm still 31. Right. And I, and I think that's a, um, a big issue that guys our age have is they still live in that, you know, denial. I'm fine. Attitude. Like a friend of mine, he just told me, I had no idea. He's been on, um, met Foreman for like three months and his blood sugar is still 500 a day. Right. 500. Yeah, I mean, that's really sick, too. Like, we're, you know... I, I didn't even know your blood sugar could be that high and you could live. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I've seen people much higher. The highest blood sugar I've seen is sixteen hundred on a patient. Wow. My my uh, one sixty three or whatever it is doesn't seem so bad in in comparison. Yeah. Well, uh, I take I take my blood sugar all the time, so I'm usually in the one twenties, one twenty five range in the morning. But um, we'll see what that A one C says, and you know, I I, well, I talk. Hold on. Let me ask this before you go on. So the blood pressure you were taking, though, wasn't accurate. Do you think the blood sugar is? Uh, well, now I'm going to tell you I have no clue. But, I mean, I can, when the A1C and all that stuff comes back, then we'll reassess the situation yeah. honestly and truthfully. You know, like, you know, like I've been a paramedic for 20 years, and I, I made a pretty tragic in what could have been a pretty costly error just by being short-sighted. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so did, uh, did you reach ahead. out to the lab? Cause that's a long time. Like these things come back immediately these days. No, well, I can't, I don't know. Um, if, um, if it will go to her first and then she'll review them and then put them in or if they'll come directly to me. I, I did get a link in my phone that says, if you would like to receive the labs, then you got to do all this stuff, which I didn't do. Oh, okay. Well, that's interesting. So maybe they came back and they weren't pressing. I mean, because like I'm signed up in my chart. So like I get them at the same time as the doctor. Yeah. Right? So, and I only say, usually I do like Braden got his, um, that night before that night of, and then the rest of them the following day, but they were already, he got them before they were in his charts. So, uh, will be curious. I'll give it a day or two and then I'll, I'll call and figure it out. Yeah. But, uh, so that was why, why I had a big pity party. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> I think you're allowed, you're allowed that, but then you didn't let it stop you from getting the work done. No. And you, and I'm really, like we're this is our sixth week of this, and if I didn't do something to get my butt out the door, like thirty one weeks is gonna be that much harder, and it defeats everything we're talking about of enjoying the the actual training process of running a marathon, and I'm still uh if I remember correctly, team and training is a twenty week marathon program. So I'm still 11 weeks for that. I can't sit on my butt for 11 weeks. So I think um, I think my uh, women's running program that I'm doing from uh, Women's Running Magazine, I think it's 13 weeks. So that will almost take me for a half marathon. That will almost take me to when my team and training marathon program should happen. Yeah, which is good. I mean, I think that doing that program is the right way to go because you have other races in between. So you've got to be doing something if you're going to compete in those races. Yeah. 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 And I have the 10 K, which I thought about deferring, um, at the end of April. And I really, with no effort or strain did the 5 K yesterday. I could run walking like I was, I have no issue. I have no concern about doing that 10 K race. Yeah. Yeah, you should be fine by the end of April with that. I mean, if you yeah, so that didn't now. that didn't worry me at all. So I felt pretty good about that, and uh, I have a half marathon 
in June, but I'm more worried. It's part of a relay for a, a half Ironman, and I'm more worried about the uh, time constraints on that run. So I'm going to have to have an honest um, conversation with the person that, who's doing the, the swim and the run or the swim and the bike portion of that to um, see if our times are compatible with the time limits of that race and see if um, she'd rather have someone a little quicker do that to give her more time to do her two events. So is the, um, is it about, is there an over only an overall time limit or does each leg have a time limit? Yes. Both. So each leg has a time limit and then there's an overall time limit. Got it. So, so you've uh, got to make sure that you fall below that time limit at least. Right. Which right now is not going to happen. And it's far enough out that she can find. I want her to have the opportunity to say, hey, I, I'm going to need as much time as I can have. So let me see if I can find someone who I know can, you know, run that half marathon within that time frame allotted so that she can finish. I don't want to keep her from, I mean, she could still accomplish her goals, but if you're going to put the work in, you might as well get the blink for it. Sure. I mean, would it be, would it be better for you just to proactively say it, like take that pressure off yourself? Yeah. I, I, I think that's where the conversation's going to go. Yeah. I mean, and you could still, have time to sign up for another one yeah because i think that's a good probably a good spot in the training anytime that i can substitute a training run for a race i will do that i'd much rather run uh 13 miles as part of a half marathon than by myself on a trail or run in my neighborhood six times for my little two mile loop whatever it is so would that help your like when you get to the upper limits you know like the 18s and 20s would that i'm trying to think like would like running seven and then doing the half well those those longer training runs i'll find a group to do it oh with, you'll go to the group You'll find, you'll yeah. Go, where, where do they meet? DC? Uh, well, there's, um, we have a couple like big national, like, uh, rails to trails here, and they do a lot of them there because they can do out and backs and set up water trails and all that stuff. And, uh, it's right around Marine Corps Marathon. So, Marine Corps Marathon is huge here. So, there's all kinds of training groups and local running clubs who are, doing training runs and you just go and meet up with your friends and hang out got it do you have a favorite trail out there uh i like there's one called the ncr trail national capital railroad and it goes uh it's like 122 miles of all rail the trails and it's like beautiful like if you get up further towards uh york pennsylvania it's not as pretty but as you go through northern maryland it's horse country up there so there's you know you follow the river and there's all these beautiful horse ranches and stuff it's it's pretty nice and it's a nice. super wide trail it's probably eight feet wide 
So and yeah. there's there's a ton of traffic on there, like bike and runners. So it's not like you're by yourself for right. long periods of time. If God forbid something happens, there's always people there. Yeah, I mean that's the the big thing. Like I keep thinking about this more and more. I mean I run on my own, right? So I keep thinking about trying to find others to run with and it's just a scary proposition for me um, yeah you're gonna have to do a that. shrimp run that is not gonna happen uh, <laughs> not gonna happen <laughs> i don't know how they do that that but that calumet fisheries i mean delicious but not eating fried shrimp and then getting back out or smoked shrimp and then getting yeah. back out there trying to run um so anyway so circle back you're feeling good that you went i mean is there anything else that like came out of that appointment or is that it well for now that's it i mean there's still a lot of more than anything yeah i think i think mentally you sometimes you feel better knowing right like it was it definitely was a life moment for me that you know, I've been with Ferica almost 20 years. And you know me and my kid. Like, Braden is my world. And his future and potential is just unbelievable. And I want to see it. And for the first time, I've always done stuff. It's always been about Ferica And it's always been about Braden. And for the first first time in our 20 years together and almost 13 years with Braden that it's truly in my in my mind that it has to be about me and that's not a bad thing like learning to make yourself a priority is hard to do for me it's really hard to do especially when I've been vocal about my self-worth issues and not liking myself. And this week has really been like, get over yourself. No one cares that you have a, a low worth self-worth about yourself. My wife loves me. My kid loves me. And I, by doing it for me, I'm doing it for them, and I've never, I've never felt that before in our time together. That's that's huge, man. I mean, and to be clear, I think some of us do care that you. Right. I don't. I don't mean it like that. <laughs> but like, I've always said it, and I've never done anything about it, and and now, like, I like myself enough that I want to see my kid. Right. Right. We we're it's meat week. Right. Everything we do is starting on Friday. Brain and I are going out of town. He's got the national championships on uh, Saturday that he's throwing. And I love being a part of that. Not because my kid's good and he's probably going to win. Who cares? It's me and my son traveling and having a weekend together and I want as many of those as I can my father and I had a terrible relationship 
at the age that Braden is now, my father and I never talked more than four months out of the year because he would get mad over something stupid and he wouldn't talk to me. And I'm obsessed with having a relationship with my son that I never had with my father. And I'll, I'll be damned if I'm going to prevent that because I'm too stubborn to take a pill and not make changes so that I can be happy and healthy for as long as possible. And I've never felt that. I've always known that, but I've truly never felt that until I walked out of that office having someone tell me at 51 that my uh, blood pressure was 172 over 110 and I weigh 300 pounds, right? That's a life moment that I never want to go through again. Yeah, for sure. And to be, also, I mean, when you say meat week, you mean track and field. When I say meat week, I mean, I'm going to eat like eight different kinds of meat. Yeah, no, no, like, no. We're so, not going to, yeah. we're not going to the Brazilian steakhouse. We're going like to two different tra- kinds of meat. <laughs> yeah. Week. yeah. We're going to track and field meat. <laughs> or to, up to, you know, that that's the one thing in Wisconsin that uh, I learned that I was just floored by. At Dot's Tavern, which is that cool little crappy bar in Vasco. I mean, I, I say crappy, but it's really cool. Yeah. Right? Uh, they have a meat raffle. That's Sundays. a pretty popular thing for you Midwesterners. Well, not not where I'm from. <laughs> maybe maybe in Wisconsin, it's they have meat raffles, right? But. In, you know, in the south side of Chicago, we did not have meat raffles. Right, right, so, right. But, you know, like Minnesota, Wisconsin, Iowa, smaller towns, it's probably a pretty popular thing. It might be, but, I, I mean, I kind of hope to win the meat raffle at that someday. So, um, life goals. Uh, anyway, oh, man. So, anything else you you got? Yeah. Uh, anything else come up this week you got to share? Well, I did laugh because, you know, we uh, we talked about Sarah last week. And her yeah. commitment to Chicago. Yeah. And I did not know that Sarah had this big Instagram page and Sarah had like this big vlog and a podcast and yep. all that stuff. Yeah. All so, linked uh, in our show notes last week. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been doing a deep dive in that and I think it's really cool. And uh, I've been talking to her and she, one of her vlogs or articles that she posted really hit home and it's day prep instead of meal prep. And I really thought that that was kind of cool. And the gist of it is on um, Sundays, like you plan your workouts for the week, you prep your food for the week, and uh, the like kind of bigger picture stuff like that. And then um, nightly, like you make your water bottle and put it in the, wa- in the fridge and you pick your clothes out you know, you're running clothes the night before and that kind of stuff. And I just thought that was a pretty cool article. And uh, so if you if you get a chance, you haven't read it. I thought that was pretty cool. But I just had fun uh, deep diving uh, into her stuff. And uh, you'll laugh. Um, she made a comment in one of her earlier Instagram posts about um, she wanted to run 100 miles. Like... <laughs> Uh, so she declared something about declaring 100. She wanted to um, run 100 miles and some other things. And uh, Badger is like a big goal of hers. 
So we were kind of talking. And so I kind of like enticed her to commit to running uh, 100 miles at Badger next year, 2000, in 2023. And uh, so we were, we've been going back and forth on that. But I've put it out into the universe, Pete, because you know I like to up, uh, up talk people in their races. <laughs> I, I, let's just get through the marathon, man. Let's just get through the marathon. <laughs> See, I knew you would find one, that humorous. One, one goal at a time. <laughs> Yeah, well, look, I mean, having time with people like Sarah, you, uh, uh, so many others, right, on the Badger Trail, look, man, there's nothing like it, right? This, I might, I, I'm probably, I haven't talked much about this, right, but Badger's on my, the 50Ks on my schedule this year. Hollyanna and I didn't even broach the subject. Right. Quite frankly, I'm I'm scared to broach it because I know that the answer is probably look, a coach isn't there to tell you no, because we're adults, right? Like she's, but she will say, look, think about your goals. Like I'm, I'm anticipating what that conversation is, but even I know that it's probably not a good idea mm -hmm. to run 50 K at, you know, on <laughs> July 31st, in the middle of what should be a training cycle for a marathon at the beginning of October. That would you drop down to the half? I might because I, I, I might just drop down to the half marathon, get a really good training run in. And maybe that, I don't know what the training runs will look like then. Right. Because <clears throat> the one part where I agree, like we're 31 weeks out. So that actual marathon plan, you know, we got some time before we hit that. Right. So I don't know where we'll be, but the base is going to be incredible coming in. Right. And a, and a 13 mile training run probably isn't that big a deal. Or maybe she'll even want me to race it. Right. Cause sure. it's, it's not, although you don't go through the tunnel unless they fix that. There's actually, uh, no, I think the tunnel's still out, hill. but they have a better option now. Cause I something, hope so. something else. Scott was talking about that. Like the tunnel is not going to, won't be open, but they have a better route because they got permission to go somewhere else and you don't necessarily have to go over the tunnel. If that yeah, makes sense. And, yeah. So even if you can go over the tunnel, but it's like closer to the trail, like that, the route that it was just tough being on that pavement that long. Um, yeah. You know, and, and that was the most hills. Right. Uh, anyway, my point being that it could be a good thing to go and do that. You know, I could do half at Sugar Badger because that's what I'm doing and then half at the Badger. I just like going there because of the people. Right. And that trail mm -hmm. is awesome. And just hanging out, and you get to meet fantastic, uh, you know, people hang out at an aid station. Um, you know, I usually yeah. just go over to Hollywood and hang out. I totally want to be a part of that weekend. It braves away at camp, too. So. I don't know. Uh, I know Farrakhan wants to go to um, South Dakota, but I, I really would love to be a part of that weekend somehow, some way, sometime. Well, I'm, I'm running solo this year because um, Gretchen and Michaela will not be around. So I'll just be up there in Wisconsin. So I haven't decided if I'm going to get a hotel uh, or not, but I, I need to act on that like what i'm gonna do if i just stay at the b&b &B again or do i go get a different hotel you know and the, typically that same weekend is the crossfit games in madison mm -hmm. or near, nearby so hotels fill up pretty quickly yeah um, 
because of that. So we'll we'll see. But you know, I, no matter what, I, I like the path that I'm on, um, and I do want to get back to some trail running and longer distances. I mean, I would love to go conquer, you know, a hundred k or a hundred miler someday. Uh, but I I don't feel in a hurry for it uh, yet. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I want to get everything else and. and Quite frankly, like I've always had like those like multiple stack goals. And this year I'm trying a different way and just I'm trying to say whatever else I do is fine. But the goal is Chicago. Yeah, know? well, every goal plan, silly idea I've had about this whole thing changed <laughs> the other day. So, right. Yeah. I mean, health is number one, right? So if this journey is conquering the marathon while we get healthier that's really the key yeah and i will say that i did manage to eat one big thing i wanted to check off uh this week was eating breakfast i did eat breakfast every day um i now i heard uh, on another podcast that i listened to the guy said one of the changes that he made was he drinks 20 ounces of water before his first cup of coffee so uh, i i didn't go 20 but i'm doing um a pint, uh, 16 ounces of water when I, right when I wake up before my coffee. And um, I've been drinking at least, I'm not a big plastic bottle fan, but I've been buying the 50-ounce water bottles. Um, and it just, for some reason, I can drink those quicker. So I've been getting in uh, that 16 ounces plus the 50 ounces of water every day, which is in on a on a um uh, with that i've been drinking less coffee too so nice. those were some big checks from big goals for the week so and uh, now i just carry on that momentum and uh, lunch and dinner i still need to get better at but at least those are too big right i build that foundation now i'm gonna you know i'll pick lunch or dinner um to work on this week in conjunction with the breakfast and then within two, three weeks, hopefully, then I'll have all these things, breakfast, lunch, dinner, water going, and then we can go from there. Nice. Yeah, man. Yeah, my uh, my mom bought me this cinnamon tea that I've been drinking that is like the best tasting tea I've ever had in my life. It's crazy good. So I've actually had way less coffee and more of this tea. Mm-hmm in the last you know week or so for, just because it's so damn good yeah <laughs> so i mean not that it's healthier or like i made a choice right like it, it's just that's what i've done just because i like the taste of it so much i think for me it helps because it's got like a there's just a natural sweetness to cinnamon mm -hmm. and so it's got no sugar but i still get a little bit of that hit right so there's both a caffeinated and decaffeinated version so well, let's not let's not get crazy decaf world yet. So, well, <laughs> no, no, I just meant at night. Like I can't drink caffeine past like. Oh no, I'm a big decaf Earl Grey at night. Yeah, so I, I I've been using that at night if if I wanted, like if I'm getting craving for a dessert, like mm -hmm. I'll have a cup of that and it kind of curbs it more or less. So sure, uh, nice way to go. But anyway. All right, man. Well, I think this is good. Next week, I do want to talk a little bit about our training and pacing because I think it's kind of an interesting thing, right? Like 
where we're at, like where we've been and how we are overcoming that mentally to not, like you said, right, with health, right? The machismo with health, you got the same thing when it comes to pace a lot of the time. Yeah. So uh, I want to kind of tackle a little bit more on that. You got and, it. Uh, with you. Yeah, man. Awesome. All right. Well, let's wrap it up. You've been listening to episode 134 of the Fat Man Chronicles. The music is You Got Me Wrong by Safar. You can reach out to Dave and I at any time on social. The big thing is if you could subscribe, maybe share the podcast with somebody that you think could benefit from it and uh, drop in a review. It's been a long time since we had reviews. Uh, it'd be kind of cool to get a few with uh, people talking about uh you know, the fact that Dave and I are hitting a different kind of uh, season here. That'll do it. Everyone get out there and be better today. I was not hiding. I was unsure. And now